Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to Sawbones Marital Tour of Misguided Medicine. I'm your co-host Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. Well, we've made it, Sid. We're in the final stretch of the Maximum Fun Drive. That's right. We've come to the end of the road. I was going to sing "Into the Road," but I did that on another podcast, so that seemed. Yeah, you don't want to repeat yourself. No. Uh, this is the end of the road, though. It's the end of our uh, pledge drive. If you've been waiting to the last minute. You have found it. Maximumfund.org forward slash join is the address where you can go to pledge even as little as five bucks a month to help keep our show and the other shows on the Max Fund network running. Your donation, uh, a portion of it goes to Max Fund, a small portion, and then the rest of it goes right to the shows you listen to. So if you say you listen to our show, you say listen to whatever show, they're the ones that are going to get your money. We really need your support. This is your last chance to do it. We'll talk about it more later. And we really appreciate all of you who have become members and upgraded your membership during this time or, or shared our show or told other people about it to, to help us out. We really appreciate all that you've done. If you um, rely on Sawbones to help understand medical stuff or just to entertain yourself or find weird trivia to annoy people with, whatever you rely on us on, uh, for, we are relying on you now. Please if you haven't done it, take a couple minutes right now. Go to MaximumFun.org forward slash join and uh, come on board. Justin, this is the first episode of this show that we've done that kind of grossed me out. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. We have a special. This is a special show. Yeah. To Th- finish out Max Fun Drive, we're yes. doing something a little different. And this has been something we have been uh, trying to do for some time. <laughs> Uh, I was threatening Sydney with it for quite some time, um, and she didn't want to do it. And then we were about to sit down. We finally got, well, let me tell you what it is first. We uh, are going to sort of rate, review, explore, holistically discuss the 2001 seminal film, Osmosis Jones. And I know you're excited. I'm excited, too. You shouldn't be, but uh, you shouldn't. You, be. I mean, you can be. Um, it's allowed, but you, you not can. understood. Yes. And we know that, uh, all, as always lately, a very difficult news cycle. We completely understand that. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled Sawbones next week, I'm sure. Uh, but we just wanted to give a little break, a little oasis for you here. Um, and an osmosis oasis. An osmosis oasis. Thank you, Sydney. Mm. What a mouthful. That feels nice, though. Nice sibilance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cellar door. 
Osmosis Oasis. Very pleasant sounds. I prefer Osmosis Oasis. Osmosis Oasis. Um, okay, so this movie... Which, in order, it's, I, I would like to say that in order to do this show, since we were going to do this a while ago and then decided we needed to focus on more serious matters, uh, I have now had to see this movie twice. Yes. We were going to do it, and then our nation were, was consumed in the fires of protest. Uh, and we thought, well, this is a weird time to do an Osmosis Jones episode. So we canned it. That was like a month ago. It, it was is more than a month more ago. More than a month it, ago. It's been a while. It's still a weird time to do an Osmosis Jones episode. But we kind of figured, you know, uh, we've already watched this movie once. America <laughs> well, needs a rest. We'll watch it again. Uh, we'll talk about it because there's got to be we have to find space for all of these things in life. Right. We have to find space to speak out about the things that matters. And then I guess we also have to find space to watch Osmosis Jones twice. Uh, the second time around, forcing your children to watch it with you yes. in the hopes that they would enjoy it. But also understanding why they didn't. Your your boy also did take a little trip to dreamland the first time we watched it for the last 20 minutes or so but now you know the whole story now i know the entire epic tale of osmosis jones and drix voiced by christopher rock and david hyde pierce that's right you could absolutely carbon date this movie within a good like week to a week and a half just by its cast uh bill murray is in it as well and yes. let me say but that could be any point in the last 40 years <laughs> i don't i don't usually and i think this might be a symptom of of being a parent i am usually not excited about watching anything animated um when i don't have to i watch plenty of animation with our children and some of it is quite good uh some of it i, I would celebrate but generally speaking when it's just the two of us i don't like to watch animated things I want to watch grown-up stuff. And when it started and it was... adult, You like to watch adult movies. Well, not adult movies. When it started and it starts live action because we've got to meet Bill Murray. And I thought, well, Bill Murray's here. Well, this can't be so bad. Right. I love Bill Murray. Right. And and because Bill Murray is whose body we're going to spend the rest of the film inside. It's called The City of Frank. Uh, and this is where Bill Murray lives. Um and I love Bill Murray, but he is as gross as a human can be in this movie. The basic idea, I feel like we should just like outline. We can't tear through the plot. We've got to lovingly dissect it beat by beat or else what are we going to talk well, about? Well, I just here? mean the premise. The premise is this movie has like two sides uh, yeah. that you're seeing. You are just seeing like Hugh Jackman, just two like, sides. <laughs> you're seeing the live action side with Bill Murray and his daughter. Bill Murray, a father who's, I would say, not winning any awards for Father of the Year right now, and certainly not concerned with his own health and safety. And then the inside of his body, the inside of Frank's body, where we watch all of the various cells and germs and whatnot interact. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to spoil. I guess if you want to go through it bit by bit. Uh, oh, but yeah, that part is animated. Obviously, that, that is, part is animated. Yes, it's not like inner space. We're not like inside it, like little humans in there. That would be interesting too. Um, Chris this, Rock is a white blood cell. Uh, yes, Chris Rock's a white blood cell. He's a sort of basically a cop, yes. a body cop. 
mm-hmm. and Drix, the uh, cold pill, is sort of like um, he's supposed to be any sort of uh, over the counter cold medicine you would buy that's actually it's got one capsule but it's got a bunch of different medications in it to do different things mm-hmm. i don't think i mean i he could be any number of them the chemical name for him that they throw out isn't really one thing it's like a combination of a bunch of different things mm-hmm. um so you know and 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 it i do like that is one of the things i like if i'm watching this from a standpoint of medical accuracy is that our so our character Frank Bill Murray gets sick mm-hmm. or has some symptoms of illness early on and takes the cold pill and I feel like in the movie what we understand the cold pill to be doing inside the human body is actually at first fairly true to true to life. There's like a irritation in so the the gimmick of the movie is Frank's body is presented like a city called the city of Frank. So when he's got a sore throat, they're in the you know throat district of the body and there's burning buildings because his throat is sore. And inflamed. And Drix shows up with like an ice cannon and basically like blasts the whole throat and numbs the, the pain of his sore throat. Yes. And I thought, I thought that was like a nice representation because it's like that's the, he's not actually fixing anything. And in fact, they even represent that further because the premise is that in the very beginning... I can't even believe I'm describing this. I am a medical doctor. In the very beginning of the movie, Frank is eating a hard-boiled egg covered in mayonnaise in front of a monkey at the zoo. (laughs) And the monkey seals his egg, and he wrestles the monkey through the cage to get the egg back and then eats it after it's been in the monkey's mouth and on the ground in the monkey's cage. And in doing this truly heinous act that i have to watch on tv he gets a virus yeah a very bad virus is introduced into frank and they and it's funny because again i thought this was kind of a good like i i was hoping there were things the kids could learn from it so they're used to germs coming in the body germs come in all the time they joke about how often frank gets germs and how he needs to learn how to wash his hands before he eats which is true we encounter lots of germs that our body is good at just kind of taking care of Mm -hmm. right like no big deal but this time this germ this virus thrax is a big bad guy voiced by our friend and my uh, uh your friend of mine larry fishburne he's our friend well personal friend there was just that one season of oh, I Love yeah. New York when the guy said he got flowers from Larry Fishburne. That's um, right. Remember that? I don't think that was ever proven. No, that was never proven. Um, but uh, uh, <laughs> So this Thrax, I think, I mean, obviously the name sort of sounds like anthrax, but I don't. But that's a chemical, right? Like No, no. That's, so, that would be so a, he could a be germ. Anthrax. But he could be, but I, I, don't, I don't get the sense. The things he does to the body don't really make sense to me as any one infectious organism Mm -hmm. i feel like they very intentionally were keeping that vague or or else they just didn't know i don't know but like my my sense was this is supposed to be a bad virus that probably doesn't really exist as this one thing um it's an amalgam i want to give you some background first before we get into the plot of the film as to like why this movie exists uh sort of yes it was um in sort of development hell for a long time the animated parts were done Okay, 
and that you know they referred to Frank, but they they didn't have a Frank or the live action sequences. So the animated stuff, uh, which was all directed by Tom Cedo, who had done a ton of uh, Disney stuff, like he worked on Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, you know, a, a bunch of those, and he was the animation director. He um, directed the animated portions. They were done, and then they still had not done the live action. So it, it sort of like languished in development hell for a long time. And I, I think it's worth saying that the animated parts, I think, function better than the live action portions of the movie, um, which were directed by the Farrelly brothers of, um, you know, something about Mary, Kingpin, now Green Book. <laughs> Uh, uh, did they do Green myself Book? Myself and Irene, I think just Peter fairly did. But um, so they they directed the, those parts, uh, the live action part. They're credited as the sole directors of this movie, but that's why the live action parts feel like a Fairly Brothers comedy, and the uh, animated parts feel like um, an animated it, film. They're totally completely different. It is very disjointed, and I don't. This was my key question. I want to try to focus on the medical accuracies because this is a medical show. But my that was my key question is like, why was this movie made in terms of like, who was it for? I don't know who this movie's for because the animated stuff skews younger most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's more aimed at a younger audience. Um, although there are moments where there are like jokes and things like they're in a club at one point. Uh, the white blood cell and the cold pill are in a club that's taking place in a zit. And in the club, there are like dancers that are supposed to look like they're kind of scantily clad. And it like all of it felt like, okay, well now who is, this is not aimed at little, little kids. Right. Because they would have no context for what is happening here. So this is aimed at a slightly like older audience. There are some truly ghoulish deaths too. <laughs> like some of the cells getting killed by Thrax are incredibly disturbing. Yeah. Like, Thrax is scary. Thrax. I mean Thrax is scary. Well, and Thrax what you learn about Thrax early on and this this is the thing that like for all the moments where I felt like, "Huh, I see what they're trying to do. This is a real scientific concept like a real medical concept and they're trying to represent it in kind of a fanciful way for all that thrax is the number one thing that doesn't make sense to me i don't know what disease this is and ostensibly thrax has been passed along he kind of gives this history as to who the different people throughout the country he's infected are yeah and killed and killed the first one being a little girl yes and that's and he says that and <laughs> I, luckily it. the way that it's worded our children did not pick up on that. Yeah, because that would have been the rest of the night for us. Yeah. Who was she? What What did she look like? Did she seem like me? Were her parents nice? Like, that would have been the entire rest of the evening. Yes. Uh, but, but somehow the way he's doing it is by collecting these DNA beads. Beads. I, the, from different people and once he takes their DNA bead from their hypothalamus then they can then he can kill them okay we're you're which this plot. well I'm just saying like this this was the one thing where I was like I don't even know what you're trying to represent from a medical standpoint with this part of it I want to finish setting the stage a little bit more and then we'll talk about this movie okay the plot of the film and the medical inaccuracies okay. or accuracies as the case may be there are some there are some um the the, the Warner Brothers feature animation was having a very bad time financially. 
Uh, they had to choose between two projects that really were going to make or break the division. Uh, there was uh, a project from a director they'd worked with before, and the other one was Osmosis Jones. The uh, one that they'd worked with before uh, uh, was was someone who had just delivered a hit to the studio, but they still went with Osmosis Jones. What was the other one? The other one, uh, the last movie they had made with this director was Brad Bird, who directed The Iron Giant for Warner Brothers Future Animation, the movie that he pitched to them, that he then took across the street to Disney was The Incredibles. Ooh. This movie, on the other hand, that Warner Brothers decided to bet the farm on cost $70 million and brought in a whopping $14 million. This is a gigantic, a gigantic flop. So Just they an, lost money. <laughs> an unmitigated disaster. I, I Well, it's really, I mean, like I said, I don't know who this... There are parts of it that feel like they're trying to educate kids about the body for a minute. And then it's like, then there are some jokes, which are aimed at slightly older kids because little, little kids wouldn't get them. You're right. There's a lot of broad humor that's like very gross. There's a lot of body humor. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, I find I find the whole film pretty gross. It's pretty gross. There's a lot of gross parts. It's actually pretty hard to watch in some of it. The the live action stuff is gross because Bill Murray engages in some of the most wretched behavior. We're gonna get there. Let me finish my my stage setting. Okay. Okay. Well, this, this is sawbones. Fourteen million dollars. Still though, and this is wild. I don't know if you know this. Uh, year after this movie came out, there was a spinoff animated series. Uh, which I will not make you watch on the kids WB. I will not watch Ozzy and Drix. Get this: uh, a mosquito sucks Drix and uh, Ozzy out of Frank's body mm -hmm. and places them into a teenager uh, named Hector, and they then battle viruses inside Hector's body for two seasons. This show ran Ozzy and Drix. Uh, I, uh, yeah, so that actually did happen despite being a catastrophic failure, uh, featuring the voice talents of Phil Lamar, uh, who has done the so voice of basically Chris Rock back, forever. huh? Uh, no, Chris wasn't along for the ride. Um, That's and, uh, too bad. Jeff Bennett, uh, a, who, uh, he, he voiced Johnny Bravo and Dexter's dad and some other people. Anyway. Um, I want to talk about this movie mm -hmm. in detail, uh, but before that, I'm going to need you to follow me to the billing department. Oh, let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McQuarrie fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McElroy? I don't remember. Well, there's that... no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to... Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as... The palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the 
easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I'm eating filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, And the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Okay, so Osmosis Jones began, you've already summed up the first literally 10 minutes of this movie, and it's uh, Bill Murray eating an egg that a monkey stole. It's so gross. It's so gross to him putting the mayonnaise on the egg, and then the monkey stealing the egg, and then he steals the egg. And his poor daughter, this is, okay, this is part of the... I don't feel like something about Mary had this level of like depravity where we have this adult man who has lost his wife, the mother of his daughter yeah. at some point in the past due to sickness that they sort of insinuate was brought on by unhealthy lifestyle. Yes. Like that is very, that is said several times. Yes. Like if you guys took better care of yourself, maybe mom would still be here. Yes. This is, I mean, she explicitly says that mom would still be alive if you guys had a better diet. So I don't know. I mean, it's never made clear what, what exactly happened, but that definitely is, is like the daughter says this, but in the face of this from his child, he is eating buckets of chicken right, and, the uh, he wants to take her to a wing festival um he's just uh, just like so in her face about his complete lack of he self-care slam- he slams beers with a shirtless chris elliott wearing a really tragic wig which that was part was good 
Uh, meanwhile, we meet Osmosis Jones, mm-hmm. who is a cop that has been demoted because he uh, uh, took some sort of action that uh, – forced frank to throw up again mm-hmm. uh uh and he saw he frank ate a bad oyster at a school science fair <laughs> no that's later this is are oh, you talking about was that a flashback yeah oh okay got it got it okay could you not follow this movie no it was so confusing sid yes he, it was a flashback frank ate a bad oyster at a school science fair and it had a bad germ on it and in order to save his life osmosis jones made him throw up yeah. But he threw up all over his kid's teacher, and then his kid's teacher got a restraining order against him as a result. And he also got fired from his job at the pea soup factory for throwing up on his yeah kid's the, teacher. That part is really challenging. He accidentally throws up on the teacher, and she literally files a restraining order against him. That La- is not how that works. Later, preventing him from going on the school field trip with his daughter. There's a, a very strange part. The kid who there's a kid whose project is about oysters, and he like tried to clean them in the ocean for six months or whatever. And um, and Frank says that, so they should be okay to eat. And the kid says, well, if my hypotenuse is correct. And I'm like, um, I'm well. They say later he's a bad student. Oh, he's that's a the joke. Dummy. The project was bad. Okay. She says, I think he probably started it last night, but we'll just give him an A anyway. Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah. Still, the whole okay, joke is that I, this kid doesn't is not I, good at this. I challenge that because the <laughs> hypotenuse line is delivered completely straight, not in any way a joke, and is is not a joke. No. The kid didn't know it was a joke. He thought it was the right the, word. Someone wrote the word. You didn't think the whole thing is imp. This is not a documentary. <laughs> someone is writing the words for the child. And hypotenuse is not the word. Anyway, okay. So we meet up with Jones. He's been demoted to patrol duty. He wants to be like big. Uh, uh, there's better assignments big cop. In, in the I don't body. Know. He's assigned to the teeth, uh, blasting like germs yeah, in the teeth. They're, they're keep, yes. And he wants, he, I don't know what job he wants, but he wants a bigger job. The but, lungs, maybe. Right. So uh, the, the filthy egg allows in thrax which is a uh, virus mm-hmm. and uh, all of the city of Frank is kind of thrown into upheaval in part because the mayor, Mayor Fleming, voiced by Will Shatner, has a re-election uh, uh, campaign against Tom Kalanick, who is voiced by Ron Howard. And the two of them are uh, basically the mayor doesn't want to handle it well because he's afraid of losing his re-election campaign. Yeah. Um, I do think, so Thrax initially as he appears and he's like, killing other types of cells um there are moments where he like uses uses his like long pointer finger to infect people and a lot of times they just sort of melt into goo which like is not totally off base the idea that after a cell is infected it dies um but then sometimes you can see he infects things and the flames that spring up around it because it's like when he infects it it bursts into flames Mm -hmm. the flames look like little viral particles bursting up into the air and i actually thought that was really creative as a way of saying like when a virus infects a cell it can turn the cell into a virus making machine Mm -hmm. and then it'll pump out more virus and i i feel like they did a good job with i'm like there's some really like creative visual representation of aspects of an infection and an immune response and that kind of thing one i like is actually the next beat so the thrax starts making frank feel bad 
takes a cold pill, which is Drix, who's a very straight-laced sort of by-the-books cop. Uh, Osmosis Jones is more rebellious, play by his own rules, kind of classic buddy cop pairing. Uh, they start pumping um, people for information, looking for more information on Thrax, and one of them that they talk to is a, we would call them a confidential informant uh, or a CI, but in the world of the movie, they it's a... A flu vaccine. A flu vaccine. Can you, can you... So what they've done is they've, and you know, I've used this a similar analogy in past shows. The idea that the way that a vaccine works is you take in this case, the flu virus, and you have made it harmless. It can't make you sick, but it tells your immune system how to attack the real flu virus. It has the right pieces of it so that your immune system will learn how to fight off the flu virus when the real deal shows up. And that's exactly what this is. This is, it looks like a virus and he's like hanging out supposedly with the criminal element because He's, he's, he looks like he belongs there. But secretly, he's informing, I mean, literally informing the immune system on viruses. It's a very, I mean, it's it's like somebody really understood all that to to make that connection. I, I was impressed with that. And then we head over, over to the hot new club in town, The Zit, uh, which is where uh, Thrax has set up shop. Uh, Ozzy and uh, Drix uh, go into the club. There's a dance sequence for absolutely no reason. Uh, the performer there is uh, none other than Josie and Kid Rock themselves. Kid Rock, of course, uh, Kidney Rock is mm-hmm. what he's mm-hmm. going by in this I got film. nothing for all that. Uh, the... Basically, there, there's this is the zit that we alluded to earlier. There's a big kind of not a shootout, but a standoff really, where Drix blows the place up. Zit pops. Uh, Frank shoots the zit on his uh, the teacher's face. Yeah, he was begging to be allowed to go along on the school field trip, and then his zit popped in her face. We're li- we're making Bill Murray's character Frank seem less contemptible than he is in the film. He's a truly wretched person. He's yeah, and he's very gross. I mean, it's just I can't I can't underline how the whole thing is very gross. I mean, animated and re- live action scenes. Um, but I they uh they do have like when Osmosis Jones goes into the Zit Club, he disguises himself as a pathogen, mm-hmm. um, and it's to like echo the pliability of these cells that they don't really have one form a lot of the time they're not like perfect circles or ovals or whatever we envision cells to be they're sort of glob globular right um and i thought that was kind of cool like to show the i mean and like later like he kind of at one point divides and reattaches himself the animation is cool in that sense like yeah they do a neat job with the aesthetics mm -hmm. of it of making the the organic stuff Mm -hmm. is all very like goopy but uh anything sort of inorganic has a sort of uh cooler retrofuturism mm-hmm. kind of like curve lines and very clean and futuristic looking it's neat they have a uh they have a scene where uh osmosis jones accidentally shoots his whatever i don't know what the weapon is supposed what to be, be? I mean, whatever it's it is fun. yeah uh and instead of hitting the germs he's chasing he hits a nerve and it causes a cramp because the nerve continues to fire over and over again, contracting the muscle and causing a cramp. And I thought that was, again, like, 
there are parts of this that's that was what was so weird to me about it like there are parts of this that are like oh that's a useful analogy to teach somebody about some part of how the human body works and then other times a cold a cold pill blows up a grenade and that's what makes your zits explode <laughs> or like or they, they have there's pollen is a big theme uh frank is allergic to pollen and so pollen can be used at any time to make him sneeze and so like people have pollen and they can just deploy it as as needed but like at one point that's represented by like a dam that's holding back snot breaking gross which is disgusting. Inaccurate. Um, so basically, Ozzy gets fired and Drix quits because of the, the zit explosion causing such a kerfuffle. And the, the one joke that I did enjoy is when Drix uh, is forced to leave the body, uh, he gets on a, bl- a bus that says it's headed to the bladder because he's going to get peed out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I kind of enjoy um, because he is just a, a you know, a 12 hour cold pill. So he's got to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ozzy is, is, uh, they go into a, um, I thought this is kind of neat. They go into a, uh, Ozzy goes to a movie theater to sort of like while away the time. Um, uh, they think Dra- Drax is dead, but Thrax is dead, by the way. Um, Drax is the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. Thrax is dead. They yeah. think from the, they grade. thought they blew him out with the zip. Yeah. So the, uh, Ozzy goes to the, um, the movies and the movies are, you see the posters on the wall as he walks in and one is like the exam. The other is your worst nightmare, which is his daughter marrying the Chris Elliott character. One is, um, uh, that girl at the bus stop. And it's just dreams basically is mm-hmm. the, is the movies that are playing for the different cells or like dreams that he's having. Can, can uh, I just say too, we kind of skimmed over this part, but you get some backstory on Osmosis Jones as the two are talking throughout the film. And I, this was also, I thought kind of a funny thing too. He talks about his ancestors coming over on the umbilical cord, <laughs> um, which I mean, that's accurate. Yeah. It's not that far off. All, well, I mean, in a sense, they don't literally come through the umbilical cord, but you know what I mean. Like all the cells are ancestors of the original cells, like or, or your all the cells came from the ancestor cells. Yeah. That yeah, I mean, like that. I, I thought that was kind of clever. Um, they talk about he is a white blood cell, and he talks about his time growing up in somewhere in the GI tract, and I, I mean, ostensibly he could have come from lymphatic tissue somewhere there. Like, I don't know, there's just, there are things like that that are quite accurate, um, which is what makes, as we're getting towards the end of the film here, so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, Drax, Drax, Drax. Dra- His Thrax, name is Thrax. It is Thr- not Drax. Thrax reemerges and Ozzy realizes it because he sees the theater catching on fire. And um, thus begins the strangest, like, 20 minutes uh, conclusion to a film. I mean, absolutely buck. So, okay, on the Thrax end of things, let me handle the Thrax end of things. Okay, yes, this is please. the stuff I have expertise on. Yes, this is where this is. Like I have said, this is part of what bothered me. Thrax's goal was to kill Frank faster than he killed his previous victims uh, to make it into the medical textbooks. Um, so he gets to the way he does this is he gets to the hypothalamus is is a medical expert like Guinness, right? Like you only worry about the one that kills people the fastest. That's exactly. So he gets to the hypothalamus with the, with his goal is if I can break it open and steal a, it looks like a giant 
circulating piece of DNA. Yeah. Like a giant double helix. But like it's the same size as or it's larger than the cells themselves. So like, like we're bead, already bead of DNA. Maybe it's like Well, but we're already adenine like adenine or thymine or Yeah, but like no but the DNA is larger than the cells. Yeah. It's so weird. it so it doesn't make sense. It's just a metaphor. It's just a metaphor. Right. Like we've we've left the realm of these are these are supposed to actually represent things that are happening in the body, and there's just this giant piece of DNA. He breaks it open and steals a bead from the DNA, adds it to his bead of other people he's killed, uh, to his chain of other people he's killed, and he uh, takes off, and then the body starts heating up. And the way he escapes then is, once again, he deploys pollen, makes Frank sneeze, gets shot out of his mouth with the sneeze. And onto his daughter's eye. Yes. Now, at this point, in the live-action yes. film, where has Frank ended up? Uh, in the hospital. Yes, Frank was going on his wing trip with his buddy Chris Elliott because he was demanding that his daughter go with him to a wing show and his daughter was like, I really want to go camping and you're just, you're really letting me down nonstop, dad. I'm not going with you. So Frank and Chris Elliott are drinking and driving and going to a wing show in Buffalo when Frank like passes out because he has 106 degree fever. Yes, he's incredibly hot. He goes to the hospital. And just by chance, his daughter's school bus happens to be passing while he's pulled off the side of the road. Sure the happens. school bus stops. The daughter sees. So she jumps in the car with Chris Elliott. Right. And they drive to the hospital, too. This is how the daughter ends up there. And so he sees in the daughter. Um, and so uh, Ozzy and Thrax are basically like doing battle on the eyeball of the daughter. Right. And onto her eyelash. I want to be clear about this. In this movie we're watching, the two leads are now battling on the eyelash of another character in the movie, right? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Bill Murray legally dies. Yes. He they they are coding him. Dies. The doctor's doing everything they can. And his it's a it's like a fairly intense like his he dies while his daughter looks on. Yes, his temperature hits 108. For for some reason, they have decided, like, the moment his temperature hits 108, that's it. Bam. You die. He dies, and his heart stops. And, by the way, his heart stops. Well, I won't get into Nothing that they're doing to respond to this makes any sense. Let me just say that. Yeah. They're just, like, bagging him and bagging him and bagging him. But no one has done anything about his rhythm at any point. What I'm saying is they're running the code wrong, but well, that's true. Um, <laughs> they're yeah. based, and then he flatlines, I mean, and they're like, "Dead, dead." I'm calling it, and it's like we well, haven't done anything. <laughs> uh, they do well. Okay, well, that kind of sets the scene. So he, Osmosis Jones, gets the DNA B back from Thrax, and then Thrax basically a false eyelash rips off of his daughter's face with Thrax still clinging to it, and it falls into a cup of alcohol and kills Thrax in, again, a, an extremely ghoulish fashion. Well, it's important that at any code, you have a tray with a giant glass jar of rubbing alcohol on it. To store the eyelashes. To store the eyelashes um, from the daughter of the guy who you just let die because you didn't know how to run a code. So he's got the bead, and for some reason, if he can return the bead back to Frank, Frank will be fine. The daughter is crying over the dead body of her <laughs> The daughter is crying over the... And this daughter, we're talking like... She's probably, what, 13? I mean, she's 
a, a kid. Yeah. She's crying. Or, over or the, maybe younger. I was thinking more like 11 or 12. She's crying over the dead body of her father and in what is presented as like a climactic action moment. And she's apologizing, <laughs> saying, I'm so sorry I said the things to you I said about mom. It's not your fault that mom died. She's saying to Bill Murray, who has died. Who has died. It's it's all, I mean, it, it's it's gruesome it's gru- it's a gruesome it's ghoulish. yes it's a gruesome moment i mean it was a, it was really as we were watching it, i thought i'm glad that my children have already lost interest in this film and are playing together behind the couch because if they saw this it would be upsetting but i don't have to shield them from it because they watching. have no interest in this movie anymore he hops into the tear and rides the tear into frank's mouth again the action climax of this film is a 13-year-old girl crying magical tears into the mouth, the open mouth of her father's corpse. That's how the movie ends. That is supposed to be the moment where audiences stand up and cheer. And then she, and then so he's repl- he replaces the DNA bead in the hypothalamus. And, uh, and then he, it's like, uh, and nobody's doing anything, by the way. The doctors are walking away. Everybody's given up. They've let, they've let it go. And... Well, you see, he's coming back. Yeah. Well, you see the pulse start up again. Beep, beep, beep. And then the and that, then his temperature starts dropping. Do they monitor temperature like that? Like no, they have a, his temperature's dropping at one hundred seven point eight, one hundred seven point six. Like well, they have like this. You can, I mean, you can do that, but that's not. That I don't know why you would do that in this situation. And there's also, I think you'll notice, where is the thermometer? I don't know. Because they say they have a constant temperature meter on him where they're watching his temperature drop point by point by point. But it's not in his mouth. It's not in his ear. It's not taped to his head. It's not under his arm. Does he have a rectal thermometer in? Um, I, I feel like they would have made a joke about something. it. Yeah, they wouldn't have left that on the table. But he, but yes. So anyway, he, he miraculously comes back from the dead. Thank goodness. Um, um, I do want to point out, uh, I do want to point out that at one point Ozzy and Drix are chasing Thrax and Drix hypothesizes that Thrax must be headed towards the uvula and Osmosis Jones says, what's the uvula? And Drix says, it's the small dangly thing that, and Osmosis Jones says, oh, the boxer shorts. Okay. I'm headed there. And Drix says, no, not that small dangly thing. I thought that was a little racy for a kid's movie, but I did the, get a good chuckle. There, there are a lot of moments where it's not like, I mean, I'm not prudish about that stuff, but there are a lot of moments where I thought, okay, well, this really clearly isn't aimed at as young as like that. That joke was aimed at a little kid. Like that was a fart joke. There are lots of those kinds of jokes. There are lots of poop and fart jokes. There are lots of... Um, moments spent in the colon for the sake of being in the colon yeah. and laughing about it. Um, there are lots of those kinds of things and then coupled with a, a very like upsetting scene of a young girl's father dying. And it's Bill Murray, so it's doubly upsetting for all of us. But he lives. He's okay. They're seen hiking together at the end. And he eats a carrot. That's a very triumphant moment. Oh, and also... The mayor accidentally makes him fart, and he farts so hard he blows the mayor out of his butt. That happens. Well, the mayor's lost his job. There's, I guess, a new mayor, and um, 
And then there was a spinoff, apparently. Yeah, Ozzy and Drex coming. (laughs) I asked Charlie when the movie was over if she liked it, and she said no. Charlie doesn't mince words. No, I didn't like it. And I said, what do you think would have made it better? And she said, "Uh, if it were, you know, more like a normal movie. Well, there it is, folks. And (laughs) it's not like a normal movie. It is one of the stranger films I've seen two times technically 1.8 times i guess if you count the nap um but uh it is wild i don't think you should see it you probably don't need to see it if you do see it let us know um and i i would say there are little moments in there the it's such a shame that in a in the movie that i i I can't say i enjoyed it that there were moments like the vaccine analogy and, and many of the things that the white blood cells do to fight infection and to ward off disease and that kind of thing. And I, it's all very clever. It's all very like there are moments where you could really tell somebody thought about it and a real creative brain put those ideas together and the visuals are pretty grotesque, but I mean, the inside of the human body is pretty gushy. So yeah, sure. You know, but I don't know. Overall, no stars. Um, maybe one star. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Um, and uh, one more time, this is literally our last one of the year. Uh, thank you for listening and thank you for supporting us in the Maximum Fun Drive. Uh, this is our last week of the drive, as I said. Um, it's your last chance to get on board if you want the gifts. Oh, that's right. There are gifts. You can pledge $5 a month. You get uh, over 200 hours of bonus content from all your favorite Max Fun shows. 10 bucks, you get all the bonus content, plus you get a beautiful pin from uh, the show of your choice. Ours says homeopathy means pretend. It's on a uh, picture of a unicorn. There are all the designs are by Mangalyn Cott. They are beautiful. There's other gifts. There's like a game set at $20 that has max fun dice and cards. But really what you're doing is you're supporting the shows that you love um, and helping us to keep making them. Uh, I know things are weird. It's a weird time to be asking for money. But honestly, like things are weird all over. We've had to cancel our live shows for the year. There's a lot of events we're not able to do and stuff like that. So we're really relying on y'all as you have done so many times in the past to come through for us. Um, so please, if you can, if you got a few bucks and a few minutes to spare, please head on over to maximumfund.org for its slash join and uh, come, come aboard. Thank you to all of our members, to all our upgrading members and to everybody who shares our show with a friend or tweets about us or let somebody else know it all helps us out. Thanks to the taxpayers for the use of their strong medicines as the intro and outro of our program. Thanks to you for listening. Um, we, we so appreciate you and be sure to join us again next time for Sawbones. Uh, but until then, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. Fund.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.